I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Come on, let's go. Well, I still think you led a really cool life. It was nice meeting you. I guess Jim was wrong. Hang a bell. Was it Jim Morrison? Yes! Amazing. Did he have a naked Indian? Yes! Wow. I have to ask you. Didn't you think it was a trifle unnecessary to see the crack in the Indian's bottom? Yes, absolutely! I had the same dream. Hello there, this is the Lugatoons Podcast, Andy here. Thank you so much for deciding to listen to this episode. Whenever it's coming out, I actually don't know when I'm bringing this one out. Um, I mean, I'm as, as I record this, I'm pretty much finished with this one. So yeah, I suppose, uh, might as well be the 21st. Let's just say the 21st. It's the 21st of January, 2017. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm welcoming you. I'm welcoming you all. Yes, uh, and it, it, it's been so long, hasn't it? <laughs> it hasn't been quite the uh, the gap that there usually is. Yeah, because um, I, I was around Christmas Day. Um, big thanks to any of you who decided to listen to that one on Christmas Day. You didn't have to. You could have made much better use of your time with your family. But yeah, um, if if you listen to it on Boxing Day, I understand, basically. But yeah, thanks a lot if if you did decide to, if, <laughs> those devoted listeners out there, um, spent Christmas listening to this. Um, what do I have in store for you for this first episode of 2017? Well, um, I'm just gonna go. As usual, I'm gonna. As usual, I'm going to go to uh, the folder and look at the, <laughs> the files that I've saved. Um, yeah, uh, Podflix this week looks at The Water Diviner, a film by Russell Crowe. Um, there's a six-minute shout-out. Um, what could that possibly be? Well, you have to find out. You have to wait and see. Uh, I got really boring after that. <laughs> I, I was feeling kind of sleepy. wasn't quite with it. wasn't really sure where I was going with I ended up talking about uh, my bedroom and how I'm rearranging it it got so boring <laughs> I had to kind of stop there and um, yeah uh, I, I I kept it in <laughs> it's still in there <laughs> I just thought because that's when I have to do a 10 minute recording and after 5 minutes I just thought this is not going anywhere I just I, I can't so I stopped and I did another five-minute recording about Game Grumps, because that's a lot more interesting. 
so yeah all of that and i don't know a little bit more i don't know can't quite remember if there is much else but uh, yeah uh so let's get on to the first bit this is podflix this is where i just pick a random film just any film from any era and watch it and then i, I talk about it uh, for the for this this episode this episode it is the water diviner like i said um so listen on hear what i um what i had to say about the water diviner and after that you'll get to hear what the next film is going to be Solomon. Not swimming? No. What are you doing with your farmer? There's a supply ship back to Constantinople in two days. Maybe we could help him until then. You know what the chances of finding his boys are. We have the day they were killed. I know the area. Yeah, we both know it, but why change everything for one father who can't stay put? Because he's the only father who came looking. An Australian man travels to Turkey after the Battle of Gallipoli. <laughs> oh dear, already murdering this. To try and locate his three missing sons. Yeah, um, this was a film directed by and starring Russell Crowe. I suppose this is another one of those situations where it's a bit hard for me to comment on who. I've, I've seen him in, in several films, and um, yeah, in this one, I think he does fine. He's, he's you know, um, it's, a, it's a passable performance, I would say. Um, yeah, uh, I found this, I yeah, I, I suppose the, the, one of the things that bothered me a little bit is for a film called The Water Diviner, there isn't an awful lot of water divining, um, <laughs> and I'm I'm very sure there isn't meant to. Um, there isn't meant to be, but uh, yeah, I, uh, um, I, 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 I feel like, you know, but you know, Russell Crowe actually makes a very good, good. You know, I suppose when when you first the, the first bit of water divining you see um, makes you realise it is a very physical thing to do. You know, you have to be able to dig a well, pretty much, and it has to be escapable. You have to build it so you can get in and out easily enough. But because you know, um, this is a guy who's big and strong, and um, yeah, he's, he's uh, clearly able to. You believe that that this guy can. It can dig wells, and it somehow just felt like maybe we could have seen a bit more. You know, we we see him dig one well at the beginning, and the rest of the time we just hear about him talking. I suppose his life gets turned upside down, obviously, and yeah. Um, uh, spoiler alert: uh, his wife dies. <laughs> so yeah, um, and and it becomes a separation story. His sons go missing in a storm, and. In this, um, uh, in the middle of this battle, yeah, I, 
I do like films. I think I mentioned Changeling before. That is one of my favourite films. I think that's a really good separation story because I, I remember I was trying to figure out the best way to do a separation story and, you know, if if it was down to me, how would I, how would I do it? Um, and I think watching Changeling really, you know, it sort of really opened, opened my eyes to the possibilities and, yeah, um... I, I would um, rate that as a, as a great example of a story of, of a, a parent you know, searching for their missing child. Uh, it's uh, you know, th- this film it isn't anything you haven't seen before. It's it's, it's okay. It's <laughs> I, I, I do think it's a perfectly decent film. Um, would I watch it again? No, I just don't. You know, it wasn't terrible, but I I, th- I feel like just one, once is enough. Not really, you know. Not, not, I'm not dying to see it again. Um, and I think it's because even though the films I I I do in this seg I talk about in this segment um, are randomly selected and I I just have them picked out for me. I don't I, I don't go looking for anything specific there is a bit of a filter on it you know it's it's never really films that were extremely poorly received or at least the rating they get on imdb it's always a you know a certain level so i'd I'd never actually get any of the really low rated ones um but i'm finding that yeah not every film that i I watch for this segment I, i think for the most part i've really enjoyed them and yeah, it is quite rare that I say I wouldn't really watch this one again. But also, I'm not saying I wouldn't recommend it. You know, I'm sure it, there's an audience out there. I really enjoyed Prisoners. I thought Prisoners was good. That that was another pod flick. Um, and I'm not sure this... You know, I suppose the, the, these two films were very close to each other. Um, I think Prisoners was 2013. Water Designer was 2014. Um, it, it's... Very nearly two hours long, and I think that's that's a, a good good length. I, w- I wouldn't say that for this type of film that that's too long. Oh yeah, bef- one thing I, w- I will just say before I forget: in this film, there there is a scene that really you know made me chuckle and brought a smile to my face. It's when Russell Crowe is teaching uh, the men how to play um, cricket, because apparently um, the, the Turks in this scene. Don't know anything about Australian <laughs> culture, but yeah, um, uh, and I, I thought that that was really charming. I I would have liked a few more of those. It it did have some some light-hearted moments, but I feel like we could have had a bit more of that. Anyway, uh, not as good as Prisoners. Basically, wouldn't really go out of my way to see it again. But the time has come for me to ask the question. Tell me, Internet, tell me. What film will I be talking about in the next episode of the Beluga Tunes podcast? The Doors, 1991. Adam, that's not funny. It is now time for the six-minute shout-out, so let's spin that internet wheel. There we go. Uh, What's it going to land on this week? We'll have to wait for it to stop. We should... 
it does take a bit of a while because it's a very big wheel. It could be anything, it could be a YouTube channel, it could be something I found on iTunes or um, Facebook or anything, anything like that. It has landed on Fanorama, a Futurama fan film. I love Futurama, I'm a long time fan of that show and yeah, uh, I think very unlike The Simpsons, I've often thought about what would this look like in live action? Because you know, The Simpsons is really hard to imagine in live action because it's so stylized, like you know, all the characters are yellow, so <laughs> um, that that kind of um, keeps it sort of cemented in cartoon land, and you can't really picture live actors um, recreating that. Um, I, I always felt that Futurama, I suppose, because it, it is. It does look a lot like um, all the sci-fi and space operas that have come before, and yeah, I uh, I feel like live action is something that you can actually apply to this, and because it is more of that that style. It's it's science fiction, so yeah, um, and uh, so this is. Someone, some some fans who who have a studio and who who are actually, yeah, um, they are indeed filmmakers. Uh, they've actually had a had a shot at doing a feature on a fan film, uh, and it's great. It's really funny. Um, they they've got some great effects. Um, it, it it's a nice blend of um, miniature models and. Uh, CGI, they, they they have kept the CGI pretty light. I think a lot of it is for background stuff, and I think that that is always a good move. If 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 you want something to to really pop, if you want it to be in the foreground, basically, um, it does help if you can actually have it physically made. Obviously, that that requires a lot of work, but they've got an actual. Bender model, like an, they built a puppet, a Bender. It's it's the exact right size um, in comparison to the, the actors. Yeah, it's um, the, the, there's a great moment at the beginning of this short where they're they're watching Fry and Bender are watching TV, and the it's like there's like this commercial. It's just like something out of the show. And that, you know, they put so much effort into just this short commercial that Fry and Bender are watching. Like, it is part of the plot, um, but it but it happens. You know, it, it it's it's only about a minute long that you, that you see all this happening. Um, yeah, it uh, it looks that looks that that bit was very spot you know spot on, just like something from the show. Um, and so yeah, I think uh, full marks for effort here. You know. There are some slight things that I can nitpick about. I think a lot of the voices seem to be um, kind of off, uh, but even that is—I wouldn't say that is a strictly a bad thing. Um, you, you can kind of—you can definitely recognise each of the characters. You know exactly who they're supposed to be. I think because I—I looked at. Um, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, and I, I believe the actor who plays Fry in this also plays the Professor, which makes sense because they are 
distant relatives. <laughs> um, that, that's a, a little detail that, that works nicely. There are so many things that, you know, that, that they've taken from the show that um, find their way into here. You've got the hypnotoad. You've got um, Nixon's head. The actor they got to play him is, <laughs> is pretty good. <laughs> it's a pretty good likeness of Richard Nixon. Um, and yeah, I, I think it, it, they, they did an amazing job just making it look like you know, there's, there's so much detail. It's it, you know it, it's um, a half hour short, so yeah, it's, it's actually it's slightly longer than a standard Futurama episode. And I, I think yeah, you know, if you're a Futurama fan, check it out. Actually, if you're not a Futurama fan, also check it out. It, it's just it, it's really funny. This this this. I think this will introduce a lot of people to it if if you haven't if you're not particularly aware of it. Maybe you're a Simpsons fan, you haven't really checked out Futurama. Um, maybe now's the time. <laughs> so I think you you can you can enjoy this, you can get enjoyment out of this even if you've never actually watched the show. I think that's safe to say. It's a lot of fun. Um yeah, so the, that's I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Fan-o-rama. Uh, a Futurama fan film. I have fallen, and I choose not to get up. Hi, we're here on the street asking people about the fump. Excuse me, sir, do you know what the fump is? The what? The fump. F-U-M-P. Oh, I don't know. Uh, but it doesn't sound appetizing. I don't want any. Isn't that the sound a groundhog makes when you run over it with your car? Uh, no. Can you tell me what the fump is? Is it the enemy in the next Spider-Man movie? I don't think so. A clean-burning car that runs on pancakes? What? Isn't that the stuff the nutty professor invented? No, that's flubber. The fump. What is the fump? Ooh, it's a dog. I think it's half Great Dane, half Chihuahua. Is that even possible? Sounds like something you get from a cheap hooker. Oh, come on, no. Doesn't anyone around here know what the fump is? 
I do, but I'm a paid announcer with a script in front of me that explains it. Fine, fine. Go do your thing. The Fump is the Funny Music Project. It's a website where comedy musicians post funny songs and parodies. New songs are uploaded every Tuesday and Friday. The songs are available for free download from thefump.com or automatically via our podcast feed. The Fump features some of the biggest names in comedy music from The Dr. Demento Show, including The Great Luke Ski, Robert London Spav, Devo Spice, Worm Quartet, Rob Balder, Possible Oscar, Tom Smith, Raymond and Scum, Power Salad, Bob Ricci, Carla Ulbricht, Steve Goody, Paul and Storm, and Jonathan Colton. High-quality downloads and compilation CDs are also available. Find us at www.thefump.com or look us up on iTunes. And for behind-the-scenes discussions on the songs posted to The Fump, listen to the Funny Music Podcast. Thank you. See, people, was that so hard? So it is something you get from a cheap hooker. Look, the one I was with last Friday sold me a copy of the Volume 10 compilation CD. Ugh, I quit. I'm going home. The Fump. It's not something you get from a cheap hooker. Usually. This week I'm, I'm going to be going to the comic book club. Um, and what I tend to do, I, I think I've talked about this previously, but um, for, those, for those of you who don't know, I'm go, I go to this comic book club and each time they, they set up the event, they have, they have a Facebook page where they set up each event uh, for when we're going to meet up. And the event always has a, a title and it's always the comic book club issue number, I think it's by now we're up to issue number 54. So this, it, it, it's almost like we, we have this um, imaginary series of comics. Um, it, it's, just, it's just like a fun way of, of giving a title to uh, sort of introducing the topic for, for each one that we're attending. And uh, last year I got into the habit of um, doing some illustrations. This is a nice way of give me like a, a, a challenge because we, we we do this every month there's, there's a new one every month so I look at the topic I look at the title that's on there and uh, I draw it like a front cover of a comic and um, yeah so it, it's been a lot of fun I've, I've managed to exercise my creativity through that um, it was interesting this time though because today I just sat down and hurriedly did the latest one because it, um, it, it's only now that hey excuse me only now that um, the title of, of the, this month's meeting has been revealed and I think it was always a bit uncertain we like last month it, it was the Christmas special um by the way, I'm recording this. It's, it's still January when I recorded it. I don't know when I'm going to release this episode. The plan was to release it in February. But now I'm thinking it'll probably be late January. So yeah, the December club, basically, was uh, the Christmas special. The title was I Believe in Father Christmas. This month the title is... Um, it's... Uh, what was it? It's anybody's guess, that was it, yeah. Um, so I sort of took that, and, you know, it seemed quite vague, but I I, I could understand that, you know, that there's not really a lot, um, kind of, uh, 
really sorry. I, I didn't realise how sleepy I was. Um, I yeah. No one seemed that sure exactly what we were going to be uh, talking about in the next one. Um, so it's, yeah, I think it's just going to be a kind of whatever you know, and anything that anyone would like to discuss, because it's always very casual. We 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 don't really. Um, it it never feels like we have to be talking about something in particular. It's just we we go around and find out each other's thoughts on. The, the the current topic and so yeah uh, so I think it's a bit of a, a free for all you know we we just get together talk about comics and other geeky stuff and yeah um, uh, you, you, there, there is a lot more information on the um, Southampton Comic Book Club Facebook page. Please bear with me. I, I'm being very slow. Yeah. Um, one, one, another thing that I've been doing today, and this is one of the things that's probably worn me out. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been doing a lot of sorting out in my room because um, the last time my parents visited me, we, we had a little talk. We, we we do often talk about things that I have and things that could. Like little, little improvements that could be made here and there. And uh, um, one of the things that my parents said was, because uh, I, I have this now. It's it's it, it is it's like an airing cupboard. Um, but I never used it as an airing cupboard for a while. I wasn't really making making much use of it at all. Um, and my parents had the idea of taking the door off. And originally, this was so. Um, what I could then do is. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might come back to this. I'm really not loving the idea of making this a ten-minute segment. I'm I'm now boring myself with what I've been doing in my bedroom. Basically, um, my own cupboard now doesn't have a door, and I've removed one of the shelves and inserted my tumble dryer into it. Yeah, this is this is what you wanted to hear about this week, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting so tired and this is getting so boring. I might do something that I very rarely do and I think I'll just take a break here and I'll, I'll come back when I have some more interesting things to say and when I'm not falling asleep. Damn you, Sharktopus! Aaron from Game Grumps has been doing a, a little Let's Play series on his own. I mean, this is on the Game Grumps channel, but this is, uh, yeah, just Aaron. And it's interesting, because I think I remember him saying in, it was either him or Dan, uh, in an interview, said, uh, what we do is, you know, we, we play games, and it, it kind of works out well, because you know, we, we can interact with each other, and we can kind of make jokes and play off each other. Um, and he said it would be really difficult if if we didn't have it that way, if it was just one of us playing. Um, and he, he said how Markiplier has a real skill for being able to, to just riff and carry on on his own. And it, you know, it is a lot harder than it seems. Because like, yeah, I, I was just I was on the verge of giving up completely <laughs> last night when I did the previous recording. Yeah, um, and I think this is a good example of that. Because yeah, with this... Um, 
this series i, th I think you know, it, it does obviously lack like there's no dan so everything you love about hearing aaron and dan um you know, do, doing the show together you know it, it, you, you'll feel the lack of that part of it but um Considering that they've they've gone ahead with this, and I don't know why, because I haven't I haven't actually watched this from the beginning. I've watched a couple of these playthroughs, um, so possibly it, it's them trying out some new things and seeing, you know, it because they've they've done so many shows where it's you know, two people playing a game, making jokes together. Um, so it looks like the sort of they might be experimenting and. Just you know, testing the waters of doing solo playthroughs, because yeah, um, and as it, as it turns out, you know, I suppose it, it's not really surprising that Aaron is doing a really good job with this because uh, he, he's uh, he has a great personality and yeah, I, um, I he's done a lot of on camera stuff where it's just him fooling around and yeah. Um, I, I think uh, as a fan, the stuff that I like, you know, it, it's um, it's the randomness of it. It's the, you know, it's the kind of humour that you just you you don't you don't find anywhere else. It's it's unique and so, yeah. Um, I I think this is very interesting. I I will try because I realise now I should probably go back and watch the first one and see what what's going on here because I don't know if this you know. Um, I just think it's interesting because most likely there was a reason that Dan couldn't be there for the, for that, ep that first episode. Oh, by the way, the, the game he's playing is uh, Chrono Trigger. I didn't mention that, so I'll, there it is. <laughs> That's the game. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I never really think about what game they're playing. I just just enjoy the um, the chat uh, and uh, yeah. Um, so possibly Dan wasn't available to start the Chrono Trigger playthrough, but um, for whatever reason it was, it looks like this this, this is going to be it's it's new, it's different, it's something that they haven't. I'm pretty sure they haven't done previously. Have they done it previously? I might, I might be I might be talking a lot of rubbish because I don't know if uh, <laughs> because I um, I watch. Some of their playthroughs, I I don't stick with all of them. Um, I suppose, uh, yeah. I uh, recently I've just sort of been dipping in and out, and I'm not really because I say it's not so much the game that I'm interested in seeing. It's there's just I feel like any episode is worth watching because those two are really funny. <laughs> and and yeah, and I think. Uh, this do, this this is an example of good solo recording, you know, just um, delivering the material as it comes to you, and uh, just being funny on your own. And I suppose I've, I'm I'm not particularly trying to be funny at this podcast, just to draw a comparison. That that's not really what I'm saying. But you know, in, in you know, Game Grumps, you know that you know it's. It's all humour, it's laughs, it's very dependent on that. Um, so yeah, the, the this Chrono Trigger playthrough with just Aaron, <laughs> you know, I think is 
worth checking out. And another little shout out there. There's a five minute shout out. What is my purpose? You pass butter. Well, the time has very nearly come for me to send you all on your merry way. Yeah, uh, um, a few things I want to just uh, get out of the way um, in this segment. This is always a good place to go back and just say some things that I meant to say. In the six-minute shouter, I meant to, to, to point out that uh, Fanorama can be found on the Cinema Relics channel. I was also going to... Um, Read out the names. The only thing is, I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce a lot of these names. So, yeah, the the credits list. You know, you you you'll see the credits at the end of the episode. Those guys did a, a really fantastic job um, making this spectacular Futurama fan short. Yeah, um, and also don't forget to check out the behind the scenes footage. That's really interesting. Uh, the other thing, I made a bit of a mistake. Uh, yeah, it turns out. It, um, the Chrono Trigger playthrough was not the first solo Game Grumps. There have been others in the past. Aaron and Dan have each done solo episodes, and I just didn't, didn't notice somehow. <laughs> yeah, um, so I'm sorry, I've, I've not been a good fan. I I, I feel that I'm, I'm not worthy to, to call myself one of the lovelies. <laughs> the Game Grumps lovelies. No, um, but... That said, um, my website is www.belugatoons.com. Uh, you can also... Um, oh, can you not make some noise? Oh. My laptop. Um, I also have a Redbubble store, belugatoons.redbubble.com. Shh. Um, there's also the uh, the comic book club. We meet the third Thursday of every month, 11 p.m. to 10. No, not 11 p.m. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right, yeah. There's a lot of information on the Southampton Comic Book Club Facebook page. Just go there. That will tell you everything you need. <laughs> right. Um, this podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, SoundCloud. Uh, and Deezer. Um, join me in the next episode when I will be talking about The Doors, among other things. Oh yeah, and I don't know exactly when the next episode is going to come out. I don't know if I'm going to be doing these every single week. I'll do them you know, at least every other week. Uh, I'll just put it like that. Because you know, I've, I've been doing this podcast for a long time, and yeah, I, I like doing it. Um, I just think it's probably a, it's probably going to be probably be wise to not do it every single week uh, we'll see i don't know <laughs> maybe i won't be able to find you know, much better use of my time so yeah uh, not sure when the next episode will be coming out but it will come out and i will talk about the doors you'll also get to find out what the next film will be the next one that i'll be doing after that so yeah, all of that and more. Um, I think that's everything. So yeah, take care everybody. Thank you very much for listening. And... Bye-bye. <laughs>